Stealing, of course, is a crime and a very impolite thing to do. But like most impolite things, it is excusable under certain circumstances. Stealing is not excusable if, for instance, you are in a museum and you decide that a certain painting would look better in your house and you simply grab the painting and take it there. But if you were very, very hungry and you had no other way of obtaining money, it would be excusable to grab the painting, take it to your house, and eat it. Lemony Snicket. The Bling Ring, available on Netflix, is a 2013 satirical crime film. It follows the actions of six LA teenagers who decide to start breaking into celebrities' homes, partying, and stealing from them. The movie is visually pleasing and focuses on materialistic and obsessive behavior. While it received generally positive reviews, this movie was completely out of the comfort zone of anything we would normally pick to watch. Hey guys, welcome back to Geek Squawk. So we've been covering some pretty heavy movies and um, TV series, or at least like fan base heavy like series lately. So I figured I would change things up and pick a movie that everyone would absolutely hate to watch. And that is The Bling Ring. So it's based on a true story. Um, Actually, the first series I ever binged watched on Netflix was called Pretty Wild. And it was based on Alexis Nyers, who is played by Emma Watson in this um, movie. And I I remember I just turned it on because I was like, what's this? And I just kind of clicked on it and it played. And I ended up staying up all night watching it because I was like, what is this? Like, what is happening? And so whenever I watched the series, I kind of knew like from like what I remember. That was almost a decade ago. Um, what happened like IRL because I watched the reality version of it. The movie opens up with um, just kind of like hooded figures, like breaking into a house. You get a like small glimpse of them. You can tell that they're like extremely young, like definitely teenagers. And they start just grabbing jewelry and like um, clothes out of this like extremely like nice house. So after that, it switches over to Mark, who's like getting ready for school and he goes to school and it's like new, like it's a... It's like alternative school in Calabasas. And so he's walking up and he like kind of like everyone's like, oh, okay, weirdo. And like, okay, uh, geek. I don't remember what all they called him. But in that exact scene where they were just like very like overdramatically like making it obvious that this guy did not fit in. That's a scene that like I knew that like Darth and Mikey when they're watching it, they're like, what am I watching? Like, why am I watching this show right now? Because they just like, they laid it on so thick. And I was just like, I feel so bad for them. And I've, I've never seen this movie before. But I did, like I said, I didn't know, like, kind of, I knew the storyline going into it, like what happened. So I figured I was like, why not? <laughs> it was based off true events, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I was surprised at how big names of they were in the cast and how poorly acted it was in total. (laughs) Um, It was it was definitely interesting. There were some parts that were pretty awesome, and then there was I feel like most of the movie was people just saying, "Oh, I love this. Uh, This looks amazing. That's so hot." Like most of the movie. It was weird seeing Emma Watson with an American accent as well. I'm telling you that she did Alexis. And, like, if you look, like, she portrayed Alexis Nyers, who's, like, she was the um, person in the reality show that I watched perfectly. So, like, as dramatic and just, like, oh, my God, like, I'm so, like, innocent. That is exactly how I remember her being 
like act like real so is <laughs> like it annoying as it was <laughs> yeah that's why yeah. i was like you said that and They're i was like i'm telling people. you yeah <laughs> when you said that i was like i'm telling you it was scary watching like emma watson do it because i was like this is like reality basically <laughs> from what i <laughs> remember like how she was yeah yeah the um uh tessa girl i like a lot i've seen her uh obviously uh american horror story she's done uh, Leslie Mann's incredible actress. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, um, so there was a couple things I, I saw when I was looking at the trivia for this. The Kirsten Dunst cameo in the beginning, apparently that wasn't meant to be in the movie. Uh, she just was on set visiting the director one day. And so they're like, hey, you want to jump in this real quick? <laughs> um, and then one of the big houses they visit or they rob essentially is Paris Hilton's house, and that's actually her house that they used in the movie. Wow. I was wondering that. I meant to look that up because I was like, this is too realistic. I was like, I yeah. feel like they spent, because I saw, like, they actually had her, like, in the movie. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I was like, I know that, like, they probably, like, hit her up to use her house because this was the whole, like, scene where just, like, her face was everywhere. I was like, I can imagine how much <laughs> money they spent on this when they probably yeah. could have just, like, paid her to use her real house. So. <laughs> and apparently Emma Watson's wallet was stolen while they were filming this. <laughs> little wow. <laughs> so, at first, I thought about the acting as well. I was like, man, this, for being the actor, actors and actresses and stuff that are in this film, like, I was like, this the acting's kind of, like, falling a little flat. But the more I thought about it, I feel like these kind of people, this uh, very upper class Beverly Hills kind of lifestyle that they're all living with the partying and, you know, this kind of like, you know, that, that scene, I feel like that's kind of how these people act in a way. They kind of, you know, they really care about fashion and, and maybe like there's a lot of backstabbing and, and partying and, you know, Seems stuff going dreadful. on. So <laughs> I kind of oh. feel like this is how those kind of people would act. And I looked at it like that, you know, and maybe the, the, uh, the IRL people, you know, that, this actually happened with i don't imagine they're probably the most lively characters i mean they're probably just drug addicts and thieves and stuff i mean yeah um <laughs> but i did like it there was uh i felt a little repetitive in the beginning you know um with just like kind of breaking into houses and stuff and i feel like it started to kind of pick up more once we started to see like them dealing with the consequences of what they were doing and i think it kind of like there's raised a little bit of a question about stealing from celebrities and if that's like, you know, morally, if it's really that bad or not because they're rich and stuff. And, like, I, and I didn't realize it was a, a true story until after I had watched it. And I was like kind of looking at it, you know, that way in a sense. And it kind of made it a little better for me because at first I was like, I kind of hate, started to hate it. And I was like, I don't want to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so soon. Yeah. Um, I, like, I agree that, like, kind of, like, it's, like, okay, like, the ethics of stealing from somebody who, it says, like, I think they broke into Paris Hilton's house, like, multiple times, and they even mention it. They're, like, mm -hmm. she, they take just a little bit, and she doesn't know. So, it's just, like, okay. But it's also, like, the type of people, it's, like, they were, I, I, we could go into a whole thing. Like, if you steal medicine to save somebody's life, is that ethically wrong? It's mm -hmm. a whole different thing than, like, just some kids on drugs, like, breaking into, like, yeah. celebrities' homes, just to, like... Just be, to say that they did for the clout. They're kind of doing it just aimlessly, too. It was kind of really casual. Like, the way it starts off, she just kind of, like, steals out of that car all casually. And, like, there was really no purpose to any of it other than, like, having nice things. You know, it, was, it seemed a little odd. 
how aimless it was. They're just wandering around and like breaking into those cars and taking stuff out of them. And, you know, it just seemed really casual. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know I bring up the office super regularly, but when you were talking about the steel medicine, it reminds you of that scene where uh, Andy's like, I'll drop an ethics bomb on you. Would you steal bread to feed your family? Boom. And then Michael's like, I would not steal the bread. And I would not let my family go hungry. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. Ideally. <laughs> the office quotes, man. I'm sure we'll visit it at some point. Yeah, so um, I, I really did. I was impressed by the cast list going into it. I, when I started, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be dreadful. And then I started seeing the cast. I was like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe how many people are in this. Yeah. I didn't, I think I saw, because it says at the beginning where it's based on true events, but I didn't register that, I guess, and maybe even didn't even really register until later on when I was looking up some stuff about it. And you're probably right. Maybe that is why the acting is so terrible, you know, because none of those people that, that at least recognizable names are bad actors. Yeah. You know, they're all really good actors that clearly can act really well. Maybe that is just how <laughs> terrible those people were. Apparently, this is also the first film starring Emma Watson that wasn't based on a book. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. I was thinking that like when I was watching, because I was trying to like put myself in the time frame, because it's like 2013, right? And I was mm -hmm. like, what was like Emma Watson in at this time? And obviously, the only thing I could think of was Harry Potter. And so I was thinking, I was like, is this like one of her first like breakout movies that she did on the side? Because... Yeah. From my part, like, obviously you guys were like, the acting is terrible, but from me who had, like, actually watched the show and, like, I knew that she was just, like, portraying her really, really well, I was like, she is, like, an actually, like, good actress because, like, I don't, I've never seen the Harry Potter movies because I saw, like, the first one and I thought they were trash. But, I saw, I think, <laughs> the first two, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just like, uh. So I had never really watched, like, any of the, like, Harry Potter cast, like, in films, so, yeah, I thought she did, like, a really good job. This was, I guess, after The Deathly Hollows, which is the last one, right? Uh, the Deathly Hollows yeah. Part 2, right? And then she did The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which I've never seen. And then right after this, she did uh, This is the End, that, that one movie with, like, all the actors and actresses that are, like, actually playing themselves. Yeah, that movie is actually really good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> the... Wow. I can't believe you've never seen The Perks of Being a Wallflower. That was such, like, a uh, whole, like, Tumblr thing. You missed out. I mean, I've <laughs> literally been on Tumblr maybe twice ever. <laughs> that like was Google just, searches. It was a culture reset. I'm just saying. A cultural reset. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all familiar with uh, the director? Sophia Capola. She did the um, Lost in Translation and stuff. I started looking up a couple things. Uh, apparently her husband's in this movie, or at least someone that shares a last name <laughs> with her. <laughs> Mr. Hall is Mark Coppola, right? That's You said the, the director's name is... Yeah. What what else did she do, you said? Uh, Lost in Translation. She did Somewhere. The Virgin Suicides. Maybe, yeah, maybe that one. I, I guess she's that. done some acting as well. Yeah, it looks like The Godfather... And it says a Star okay. Wars episode one, which might have a really small part. Sashay. I don't, I can't even think of who that is. Probably like uh, one of Padme's like uh, people. 
in maybe was that in the yeah. prequels those were the mm-hmm. best yeah. We've already disowned you. Would <laughs> <laughs> she direct? Apparently, she's directed quite a few movies. Twenty-four movies. She used to be married to Spike Jones, I guess. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't like super familiar. I had I had seen Lost in uh, Translation before, but I wasn't real familiar with her or anything else that she's done. So, today I read on old Reddit here, right? There's only three out of a thousand people that pass away that die that are organ donors. Only three out of a thousand of them that can actually donate an organ. Mm-hmm. I guess you have to. It's I guess the rec, uh, like you have to pass away in such a way that you're kept on like life support or something, you know, so they can like yeah. preserve your body. So it's like really <clears throat> hard for, I guess, them to even use your organs unless it's like situational kind of thing. And I'm sure there's other things like blood diseases or, you know, STDs, things like that, that'll prevent it as well. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I saw something on organ donor the other day, and apparently all of the organ harvesting is done by, like, private companies. Really? I was watching, like, interview with a mortician or something. It's a little bizarre. And they were talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. It's like private companies will come and harvest organs, and it's not even like the hospital's doing it. Wow. I'm like cracking my knuckles. I'm like, this is my time to shine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, that's right. You work at a mortuary or whatever. I work in death care. When I found out that was the name of the industry, I was like, what did you say? <laughs> death. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the thing. Like working in that like industry. I thought I would be, like, planning, like, my dream wedding, like, my dream, like, vacation. No, I'm, like, over here, like, I would want that at my funeral. Like, that's kind of (laughs) cool. And, (laughs) yeah, so I I do say that, actually, a lot. I always say that um, when I die, like, I want my – I would like for my body to be donated to science if they'll take it. I always add that if they'll take it because I've, like, (laughs) been in situations where they were, like – nah like (laughs) they're like uh for like whatever reason you know like they didn't so like they i want to make sure like that i have that option but i'm not just like yeah there's a backup plan because i know that they don't always like accept them for whatever reason yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i guess in singapore um anyone above the age 21 is automatically registered as an organ donor and opting out of the act will result in being put on a very at the very bottom but the organ priority list should you need an organ transplant. So if you're like, nah, I don't want to do that. Then Makes sense. Then you're yeah. kind of, but I don't think in the U.S. I don't think they'd do that like that. Though. I think, um, because in the U.S. if you're a living kidney donor, you automatically reserve a spot at the top of the priority list. So I guess it's kind of a little bit. In case opposite. you need one kidney to yeah. replace your <laughs> remaining kidney. <laughs> so the average wait time for a kidney transplant is 1,600 days. That's amazing. I've seen a lot we're of people on great. TikTok that were like, um, a couple guys on TikTok that were like, need kidney transplants and stuff. And it looks like a pretty rough kind of life to have, <laughs> you know, like. I don't yeah. Know. I, yeah. I can imagine that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't they have to like do regular dialysis or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a whole thing itself. You know, that's pretty yeah. nuts. But I, I mean, I always like, I always said like, if I died, you know, I'm like, I don't need my organs anyway, but I mean, I guess that like can't always really use them. 
Yeah, I've been an organ donor since I got my license. Mm, yeah. Um, it's typically when you sign up for it, as far as I know. Listen, if you're single and you're listening to this, first date, ask them for their ID and see if you see that little heart, the little donor heart, and that tells you everything <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, uh... <laughs> no, I, no, if you ain't willing to give your <laughs> organs yeah i was needing a new kidney are you a light sleeper <laughs> jesus you check the back seat uh, when you get in the car to drive home smell like chloroform do you apparently chloroform in movies is always completely blown out like it doesn't work nearly that fast yeah and then it doesn't. Uh, it's not like it does. It doesn't work any way that they show in movies. Typically, it's a. Uh, it used to be used for surgeries and stuff as like a. Um, what do they call it when they like put you to sleep? Like an anesthesia. Is anesthesia there you go. Yeah, called? an anesthetic. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so we got a couple pretty good games coming up soon, and I don't know, Mike. You've probably never even heard of this because this was an Xbox One launch title. But it was a game called Rise, Son of Rome. It was an action RPG where you're basically like a Roman Centurion type character. Um, I, I liked it quite a bit. It was years ago. I mean, what, the Xbox One released, I think, 20, 2012 or some stuff? Yeah. I, think. I don't even know. Whenever that was. Um, apparently, they're working on a sequel, sequel of that now, um, which is going to be pretty exciting. Um, next week... We have Bio Mutant coming out, which is going to be, you know, probably on my top playlist for a while. Hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait because after Cyberpunk, you know, oh, yeah. we got to be a little cautious on video games. Yeah. Is that um Nordic? Um, yeah, it's, uh, Bio Mutant is it's THQ Nordic. And this is like an original uh, game for them, right? Yeah, and I think so. I think they did a Bio Mutant in the past. Um, or something like that. But I know they've been talking about Biomutant for almost a decade at this point. We've yeah. seen stuff on it for a really long time. Maybe this isn't Maybe this isn't a sequel. I thought it may be an ex a sequel or something. Um, yeah, THQ Nordic, they do a lot of really good games. I think they did the Kingdom of, Z Kingdom of Amalar remake. Mm -hmm. A little SpongeBob one. Yeah, that SpongeBob. So what they, what they do with some of those is they actually just buy the rights to them and then remake the games or like so with uh with um Kingdoms of Amalar specifically they they purchased the all the assets for the game or purchased the the legal rights to it and then remade it. And they did a pretty good job. I've not actually played it but I've watched quite a bit of that. Yeah. Um also they did Generation 0, that game we we were playing a while back. Oh, okay. Um yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Um Remnant from the Ashes, Desperados 3, uh, I guess they did Hunt Showdown. Well, the U.S. only, so that may be something that they like. Are they a produced Swedish or something. company? I think so. Yeah, I think they're because uh, there's a lot of Swedish company. There's a lot of stuff in that Generation Zero that's in Swedish. That's what I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, well, the whole game is set in Sweden, and that ah, okay. for Generation Zero. Um, and then, uh, Chivalry Two has another beta coming up. Oh. I believe this coming weekend, and it's going to be the crossplay beta. Um, for those of you that don't know, Chivalry 2 is a, um, it's a medieval, it's sort of like Mordal, it's a medieval fighting, uh, melee combat game. I had so much fun with it when it came out. Mikey and I played a whole bunch of it, um, this is gonna be another beta, 
or I think just a couple days again, unfortunately. But hopefully if you have the beta key from the first one, I wonder if you can just get in on it. I didn't see anything about that. But last uh, but not least, the most exciting news I heard recently about video games coming out. Apparently there is a Kotar remake in the works, which those of you don't know, it's Knights of the Old Republic. It's probably one of the best Star Wars games and one of the best RPGs in, in yeah. general. Is this for real this time? Because um, I know that some people have been like, yeah, so that for a while. we do hear that a lot. Yeah. And I mean, it's still rumors. So that's, let's take it with a grain of salt. But uh, it's unfortunately, I think, going to still be BioWare and their current staff, which, you know, take that for what it means. Um, but still, like, it, it would be hard to ruin a Knights of the Republic re uh, remake. Um, it's, it's, probably one of my favorite games of all time i actually replay yeah. them every now and again um i think last year or so i played through both of them yeah it's incredible um, yeah. yeah good time to be alive hopefully right yeah <laughs> uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with that though i'm curious how the remake will work with you know bioware not being ea or ubisoft making a star wars game but maybe since it's their title anyways it would work i'm not sure i know i know ubisoft just recently got the rights and they're they're working on a open world uh star wars rpg but we'll see how that turns out probably a bunch of towers that you got to climb in that <laughs> right a little like bands bands of droid parts you could dive into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shredded. Okay, so this movie obviously doesn't have like a lot of depth to it, at least in like my opinion. Uh, so after um, Mark goes to school, he goes to school and they berate him. They kind of like let him know that like he is not welcome in a way, like because he's so uncool. Uh, Rebecca like reaches out to him and just kind of makes a point and starts inviting him along. And initially I was kind of like wondering about their relationship, but then um, he makes a comment about another guy saying like, oh, like he's really hot. And then from that point uh, later on, he comments about how Rebecca was more of like a sister figure to him and was more of just like a best friend relationship. When he had nobody, Rebecca reached out to him and so he felt like that bond to her. So they begin by going to parties um, and then like kind of like taking petty stuff like they go check car doors, which is like major crackhead energy and just kind of going through. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> you want to go check doors? <laughs> yeah. Uh, as soon as he said that, I was like, who? I was like, what? But yeah, so they go check doors and then they go like, oh, you know, it was a slow. To, like, And it's kind of like what I said. There's not a whole lot of de depth here. So they kind of, it starts off showing that and they go break into like a friend's house and I believe it's like another friend's house and then they find a celebrity. So it's really just a bunch of kids who were bored, kind of like obsessed with the lifestyle, in my opinion, who decided to it start breaking. Wasn't Paris Hilton the first celebrity they break into the house of? Yes. So, so yeah. they yeah, break into. They break it. It's like his friend's house the first time or the mm -hmm. kid he knows or something. So they uh, break into the friend's house and then they go to Paris Hilton's house like for the first time. And then like everyone's just kind of like in awe. They're like, there's no, like you guys went to Paris Hilton's house. So 
they do go rich back people just it. have that much cash lying around their house? Like they kept finding just <laughs> like wads of money, money everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of odd. And they were all really good at finding it for some reason. They're like, oh, a safe in the floor in Orlando Bloom's house. Let me just open that. Yeah. Oh, there's a roll of money in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, a, a secret hidden room of jewelry in Paris Hilton's house. How did we possibly manage to find that? <laughs> so from there, um, they go back and obviously they like tell their other friends like what happened and then they wanted in on it, so they go, it was like Rebecca, Mark, Sam, Chloe, and Nikki who go back to Hilton's house. Um, they just kind of like hang out. I, what, it was in her party room, I believe is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, her indoor nightclub or whatever. Yeah, that's her what it was. Yeah. Nightclub room, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, after there, they go to Audrey and Patridge's house, which... Fun fact, the director was wanting to remove, I don't know if you guys remember the di- dialogue scene where they were just kind of like running around like the upstairs and downstairs, like stealing stuff there and yeah. nobody was saying anything. The director wanted to cut that and, and that's actually one of like the most like famous scenes of the movie, like that got like the most like positive reviews. So, yeah. um, I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, it kept... I had subtitles on, but it said, like, helicopter noises, so I was like, oh, my God, mm. like... <laughs> yeah. It even mentions the helicopters at one point. Yeah, there's a couple times that there's, like, a helicopter, like, in the background, but, you know, it is kind of the area as well, though. Mm-hmm. So that, like, so that scene, like, didn't have, like, any dialogue or anything, so it was just, like, I just saw, like, the sound, and after that, like, in the... I believe it was in Hilton's house again is when they like were like commenting on it. No, it was, no, it was Orlando Bloom's house that they were freaking out about it. And then Megan Fox is when, um, Mark really started freaking out and was just saying like, we got to get out of here. So after, uh, Patrick's house, they released the footage showing them. And I feel like that's when kind of Rebecca was just like, Oh, like we can get away with this. Like there's no, they don't know who we are. We can kind of just, like, keep doing our thing. That kind of, like, fueled the fire. And that's what, like, kind of led them to, like, I believe they went to Rachel Bilson's house next. Yeah. And yeah, they even they even say, or uh, he says, you know, that the fact nothing happened was the worst part of it. Because then she felt like we could get away with anything. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, so, like, that's exactly, like, it just kind of led to her going and just kind of, like, everything that happened from that point. So, the series that I talked about watching, I watched Pretty Wild, and it was supposed to be a series about just, like, party girls living in Calabasas, like, just kind of, like, trying to make it. And the very first day of filming, the LAPD shows up and arrests Alexis for, like, being involved in the blingering. So... I don't know if you guys remember at the very beginning of the episode, whenever, like, they were out all night and, like, they wake up in bed or, like, Emma Watson's scene. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, it's time for your it's time for your Adderall. And, like, when they pray and all of that is, yeah. I'm telling you, is spot on for exactly what happened in that series. Like, yeah, that, it was like, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> the way um, uh, what's her name? Lisa Mann? Is that, is that that actress's name? Like her kind of like mentality in that, and that is very like Hollywood for sure. Like Beverly Hills kind of like mom attitude with yeah. the spiritual, man, the spiritual stuff. And oh, okay, is it? Yeah, and yeah. all that, yeah, all that kind of like, you know, stuff is 
uh, real like Hollywood, Beverly Hills celebrity kind of mentality, you know, with all the spiritual things and like the, you know, just like popping Adderall and super bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bizarre, disconnected a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was, um, because I was like, I'm going to rewatch Pretty Wild as well. And just watching this movie, I was like, there's, I like this scene. Like, I was just like, they did an amazing job, like, reenacting, like, exactly what happened, like, from my memory. So, <laughs> like I said, like, I know you guys are like, uh, I don't know about this acting, but that's, <laughs> this was yeah, literally yeah. the. <laughs> that's kind of what I, ch- I chalked it up to be. Yeah, after I figured it was real, I was like, well, you know, I kind of made that connection there. You know, and, and like you said, with the, uh, there not being a whole lot of depth, and there's not a whole lot of character uh, development, but I mean, I think it just kind of just moves the story along still. You know, that's kind of what the characters were doing. And um, Yeah, and with, with storytelling in something like this, where it's like a true story, there doesn't really need to be character development. Right. Like, yeah. there's no there's no real point in developing characters like that if, yeah. if it's based on true stories, you know, because in real life, people don't always develop. Like sometimes a criminal is just a criminal, or sometimes mm-hmm. you know a party's just a party. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was gonna go over just like kind of if you guys want, just like the actual sentences they got and ever like kind of yeah, like their part. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I definitely like agree that like the blingering like shows like a total lack of like guilt and remorse and just like even like shame for like their actions so just like person by person i just wanted to do like a quick like did they serve time for their actions and like what role they played in the entire thing just to make sure like we give like each character in there like their little their little spotlight (laughs) so rebecca Mm -hmm. was the main one who uh at the beginning um call like calls out and like hangs out with mark and so she served actually the most time. She got the harshest punishment. She got ser- she got sentenced to four years, and she ended up serving only one year and four months. So, yeah. yeah. So Alexis Nyers is played by Emma Watson. She's the one that I reference a lot. And there's a whole scene. I know that I forgot to mention this, but and I knew it meant nothing to you guys because y'all didn't know. But when she did the interview with Vanity Fair, she thought, I, I don't I don't know if you guys, like, caught on, but she thought she was doing so well. And the, like, interviewer was just, like, not. She was like, what is happening? So <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, it was a super uncomfortable scene. <laughs> she started, like, the, they, like, they were so excited to watch, like, to read it when it was, like, published. And it says, like, I don't remember exactly how it began, but she's, like, Alexis Nyers, like, walked up in her, like, six-inch Louboutin heels and she was like, I was wearing, she was like, do I own Louboutins? Yes. Did I walk into court wearing Louboutins? Never. I was really wearing little tw- a little tweed skirt and four inch BB kitten heels. And it was like a whole like meltdown on the episode. And she's like, she's like, it's like iconic from like this entire like wow. situation. <laughs> There's the yeah. BB heel, the, ki- the four inch BB kitten heels is like a whole thing. So whenever Emma Watson is like looking for like trying to, get dressed and she like puts on she has like red bottoms on and she goes and yeah. picks some other red bottoms on and she says about they're like where are your kitten heels and she goes and picks up the other red bottoms and puts them on i was just like they oh my god like <laughs> i was like you guys like and i knew like i was like i know y'all don't like because y'all don't know like this the like situation but it was so like iconic <laughs> but 
And for y'all at home, you can play a drinking game for every time Landry says like, and you will be absolutely hammered. The first few <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so I, and also so, but okay. So I'm trying not to say like now, so I'm really <laughs> struggling. <laughs> <Just fell. laughs> At least it's not, um, I'm really bad at saying, um, okay. So Alexis said she got, um, she was sentenced to 180 days in jail. She only served 30. She did also get three years probation and she had to pay a fine of $600,000 to Orlando Bloom for a property stolen. (laughs) I wonder if they actually paid those off or if they're still paying them off. Probably. (laughs) Courtney Ames was another member of the bling ring, uh, she pleaded no contest, and she was sentenced to three years probation and 60 days of community service. Okay, so Nick Prugo was the one who was portrayed by Mark, I believe, because he was the one who went on talk show circuit, and his initial bragging and posting all over the all over Facebook the pictures of the stolen, like, pictures revealing the stolen property is what, like, got them caught. So, mm. he... Is kind of off grid now. I guess he learned his lesson. Um, he did serve. Uh, he was sentenced to two years in jail. He served a year in. So Diana Tamio is actually the one who ended up crawling through the doggy door in the series. Um, they portrayed it by the younger Nyer sister. So mm-hmm. she didn't. Uh, she had six days community service and is still. Uh, or she has three days of three years of probation. And then Johnny Dangerous, the guy at the fence. He was uh, charged separately, so he got the most. He ended up getting, I believe, three years in jail. And Jeez. Yeah. It came, it was like, took that jewelry and stuff and then left in that yeah, one he, scene? Wait, no, he was the one that took uh, the Rolexes, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah, he was yeah. the Rolex guy that they drug out of like the nightclub at the end. Basically, it comes down to Rebecca being obsessed with the lifestyle and just kind of influencing the people around her to, yeah. like, join in with her. And then, obviously, like, from that point, it's kind of, like, went downhill. From what I've read, they've all just kind of, like, grown up and moved on. This was, like, almost a decade ago that all this happened. <laughs> yeah. Tw- 2008 to nine, I think, is when it was taking place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Courtney Ames, uh, the one I mentioned, she's... She actually wore some of the stolen jewelry to court about over this case. So she she wore a stolen necklace uh, that oh she God. stole from Lindsay Lohan to court to send, while being sentenced to this case. But um, she was, yeah, she nice. didn't have to serve like any time from that. And she only had, um, like I said, she only had three years probation and 60 days community service. And that's on white privilege. I mean, they got busted and I think they serve time and that's rightfully so i mean they did break into people's houses yeah that was one thing i was thinking of is like they didn't really hurt anyone like yeah Yeah. they were stealing right like that was probably grand theft for a lot of them and like burglary i think is what that would have come down to as well with them breaking into houses yeah burglary of a habitat or something but they didn't really like damage anything i'm sure some of the property was able to come like be reacquired. Yeah. I mean, you think Legolas really misses water money in this jewelry that got stolen? <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> if you like things like this, like if you're into 
fashion or I mean, I guess even somewhat true crime in a way um, or true stories. But honestly, it was it was it's kind of boring to me. It was like I kept expecting certain things to happen that never did. So, for example, when the when they were talking about the Rolexes, it, I kept thinking that that was going to come back or they were going to get robbed themselves or, or something. I don't know. It just kept seeming like they were setting something up. But I didn't really know the story that this was based on. So obviously, I, yeah, I guess it was just based on false false assumptions there. Um, the the gun scene gave me extreme anxiety. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this kid's about to get Pulp Fictioned in the face. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't end up happening. But yeah, I, th- this would be a, a, a hard pass for me. <laughs> what about you, Mikey? Would you recommend this? Um, So kind of the same thing. I mean, in the gun scene, like you were talking about, I... Uh, that almost felt like I was like, this doesn't seem like something somebody would really do. Like, seemed a little silly to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna be honest. I've I'm seen just... a lot of dumb people in this world, and maybe. I feel like that's <laughs> one of the most realistic scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it didn't really start to pick up for me until like they kind of started to get caught a little bit, and then that's when it got interesting. Which unfortunately was towards the end. Um, I feel a little better about it knowing that it's. And I don't. I don't know why I didn't catch it in the beginning, but knowing that it's real because sometimes like you know it's not entirely fabricated so it might not be as like shocking and interesting and like you know like a movie would be uh normally um the filming or the filming the acting um so the acting I already kind of said like i feel like this is how those kind of kids would act and talk and so i kind of passed the acting off on that like maybe it's kind of what they were going for yeah um, and they were clearly really stupid kids too. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that makes sense for sure. And it just seemed like it, like I said, it seemed a little weird how they were just kind of doing it aimlessly, like robbing people and like, you know, just because they wanted nice things and stuff. And I guess, I don't know, maybe that's when people steal, steal maybe that's kind of part of it. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend this. It being kind of like you said, like a, a true, true crime kind of, I don't even know if it's, is this like a heist kind of thing. Not really. I don't really know. Sort of, I guess yeah. you could probably call it a little heist movie. It's not, you know, it's not Ocean's Eleven <laughs> even, or anything. Even then, there, was, there wasn't really a point that it felt like stressful or suspenseful or like, oh, they're going to get caught or like, not. I mean, not really. It never really felt like that, um, which yeah. I think would have made it a little more interesting, but that might have taken some fabrication to make it feel like that. Um, but all in all, I, th- I don't think it was bad. Just wasn't really for me. I'm trying so hard not to say so at the beginning of a sentence, and I just froze. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, why was that so hard? So I, this movie was more of a blast from. <laughs> Damn, it. <laughs> Damn it! Damn <laughs> it! Okay. Uh, hell yeah! This movie. <laughs> this movie was a blast from the past for me. Like I said, this was the first like series ever watched on Netflix or like binge watched on Netflix. So rewatching it now is painful. Like this, the yeah. whole like thing. I was like, I can't believe like I was ever like entranced was, by um, this type of show. What was that series called? It's called Pretty Wild. Pretty Wild. And it, you said it's based on the same kind of situation, the same story. Yeah, so it was supposed to begin, like, it was supposed to be a series about just, like, young girls in Calabasas, like, and or about the Alexis, or Emma Watson's character, basically. Ah, uh, okay. 
in the first day of filming, the LAPD bust like, whenever they were like, control your dog, whenever they busted into their house. I don't know if you remember the little Yorkie flipping out. But mm-hmm. that was the very first day of filming on the actual series that I watched. And so they're like, it, it changed the entire series of like what it was supposed to be and turned it into like a series based on like her trial for during the blingering. It was like a nine episode series. But so I haven't watched that in, like I said, probably like it was like 2013, 2014, I think when that came out, maybe before that. The idea of watching it now, it was very, I felt like it fell flat. It was very uninteresting. It was just kind of overall like annoying to watch, I guess I could say. So I would not recommend it again. Uh, I was hoping that it would just kind of be a change of pace for from the type of movies that we had been watching. But, yeah. and I'm glad I watched it again because like I said, like those little Easter eggs that like you guys didn't catch on because y'all didn't watch the other series. It mm-hmm. like... It definitely made me laugh, and I was just like, oh my god, like, that's perfect. But overall, like, I don't think this was, like, a top-tier movie or that it was something that, I would, like, I'm going to go tell people about. But it was definitely, like, I think, like, a nice, like, change of pace for what we have been watching. But, yeah. no, I would not yeah, recommend sure. it. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was necessarily a bad movie since it is a um, based-on-the-true-story type thing. But at the same yeah. time, like, not every story needs to be told. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. it could have stayed a, a news story and probably been fine. I mean, maybe that series is pretty good. I imagine uh, it sounds maybe a little better. Yeah, yeah. If you guys thought that it was just ridiculous, like it basically all of the Emma Watson Emma Watson scenes at home, if you thought they were ridiculous and you were just kind of mind blown by them, you would like the series because that was the entire series. You're just like, is this yeah. their real life? <laughs> but. Yeah, but thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode for Geek Squad. Where the Geeks Talk. talk.